excited to be here. Uh, we are Renewed Covenant Church. We are renewed by God for the renewal of our neighborhoods. Uh, but with this passage in mind, we are breathed on by God so we can breathe on others. We're breathed on by God so that we can breathe on others. That God has, Christ has breathed new life into us. And again, just as our passage last week, it's the first day of the week, which means it was resurrection, uh, the day of the resurrection. And now we're not in the dawn, the beginning and the dawn of the day, but we are here in John. And you can just put the scripture up there. Uh, we are here in the uh, evening. And where we find the disciples in the evening is hidden away in a house, in a room with the door locked in fear of the religious, the Jewish leaders that are seeking out followers of Jesus to root them out. And they're living in fear because their leader, their rabbi, their master, their friend, the person that they looked up to, the person that they've been following for these years, died right before their eyes. And there's a lot of uncertainty, just as many of us who lose people or lose things that we rely on, that we get, get our confidence from, that we get our identity from. After we lose that thing or that person, we may feel a sense of hopelessness or helplessness, anxiety, and even fear. And so they're living, they're huddled up in fear and I think the questions in, the, in their mind is, what next? What next? What is going to happen? I don't know. And many of us, I mean, I can ask you guys the question, have you had a loss of confidence lately? Have you, are you in a place of transition or uncertainty? Are you between jobs? Are you... Is your health changing or you've gotten uh, hard news about your health? Are you in transition in your relationships? Have you, have you moved? Are you looking for a job? All of these things create uncertainty, create stress, create anxiety. I remember when I first graduated from college, I was stressed out. I played, so I played video games for like a long, long time. Because I'm like, am I going to be one of those people who graduate and live with my parents for like another 10 years, right? Am I going to be, have wasted whatever, tens and thousands of dollars on my education only to not be able to find a job for a long, long time? And so I'd mope around the home and watch TV and like play video games just to take my mind off of the fear and anxiety that I had. A lot of us, many of us, are in a place where we want new life, that we need new life. And maybe we're zombies. The outside of us seem alive, but inside are just like, I, I don't know what's carrying me through this day. I'm just walking through the day like the walking dead. I need, it's been a long time since God has really answered prayer. It's been a long time since I've been really joyful and excited about my, the prospects of my life, about what God is doing in me. It's been a while since I've had hope and a purpose right, that drives me, that wakes me up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, yes, I love my life. 
I'm excited about being alive. I know God is in me. I, I have the joy in me and a peace that passes all understanding. And it's motivating my day. Sometimes it's just hard to get out of bed. Amen? I just took up yoga. I know what's going on. I don't have my bike on. <laughs> so I just took up hot yoga. Not just yoga, but it's hot yoga. So the room is like, I think, 103 to 110 degrees, I think. I may be wrong. And uh, it's hot, right? And uh, the first kind of sessions, they call it practices, that I went to, I just wanted to quit. Right? It's an hour-long session. At minute 45, I was laying on the ground. And little did I know, I was right under the heater. I was like a new, like, you're supposed to be between if you're struggling, but I was right under there. I was literally, I could not breathe. And it felt like I just want to tap out. I just want to quit right now. And, but one of the rules is you got to stay in the room the whole time. Like, you, of course, they can't keep you in the room, but it's kind of like, Bad, bad etiquette to walk out. And so I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be the one that walks out and is the quitter. So I was just laying there and my head was spinning and I thought I was literally going to pass out. And I was like, this is like basic training. I remembered back to all my football practices and wrestling practices. Like if I could have done that then, I can do it now. Urgh, just grit down and bend. And especially I didn't want to pass out in front of all these young, you know, people who are like, the old guy, he's the weekend warrior, let's, let's see how he does, like, and I also started off really fast, like, yeah, I can do this downward dog, yeah, uh, uh, and I was like, really hard, and then I just burnt out, and I was about to die, um, yoga, it's so funny, it's all about breathing, right, finding your breath, and centering, and, and you know, they do all, there's meditation stuff, and like, centering on that, but I use it as a time of, you know, meditating in Christ and, and prayer, and it's really been good for my prayer life. So, you know, in breathing, I would breathe in like Jesus, right? And breathe out like my anxiety and my worries. Jesus is Lord, breathe in, Jesus is Lord. Let go of my worries and my anxieties. And I use that as a tool for meditation and, you know, the instructors are really good. And when I, when, you know, the first couple of times I went, uh, they would teach about breathing and focus on breathing. So, you know, being very conscious of how you're breathing. They'd be like, breathe in, take a deep breath in. And I'd breathe out. Right? And some instructors, you know, would be walking around. And, and then I hear this voice behind me, breathe in. What is that? Like, that is so weird. And then AJ, breathe out. And they'd be like, ah. And there'd be different people just making these weird sounds. And it's, it's kind of foreign. Um, but it makes you more kind of conscious of breath. And what I realized for me that there are times that I actually don't breathe. You know, in uh, talking or when I'm doing something, and you actually have—I actually have to pay attention and make sure that I'm breathing. Uh, like there are times that I hold my breath uh, when I'm anxious or when I'm waiting for something, and it's so weird. And 
but to pay attention to the breath that actually gives us life. Like our muscles and our body run on oxygen and, and needing them. The oxygen uh, feeds our muscles and feeds our body and allows us you know, to move and to function. And if you're like not breathing, no wonder you're going to pass out, right? So focusing on breathing, breathe in, breathe out, is really important. And in our passage, we get um, an allusion to the creation story, the creation of humanity, the creation of Adam, where God breathes life, right? He shapes Adam from the soil, from the mud, from the dirt, and shapes humanity. And then it says he breathes into humanity and Humanity comes to life. It's the power and the breath and the word of God that actually animates humanity. And the word for life used in the passage that we read is zoe, right? The Greek zoe. And there's three, you know, you may have heard there's three different words for life. But zoe is less of the physical bios, right? Less of the physical life and more like the eternal life. Like our life being uh, as creations of the creator God who breathed life into us. That's Zoe life. It's the life that's sustained by God. It's eternal life when, we, when his followers trust in him. That's the life that Jesus is talking about here as he passes through the walls right, and appears among the disciples who are living in fear. And the first thing he says is, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Like a calming word. And actually, if you go all the way to verse 20 through uh, 2029, he says, it's a refrain. He says, peace be with you three different times. So the first one says, disciples were living, were in fear in this home, fear of the religious leaders. And then all of a sudden, Jesus passed through the walls He's among them, and he says, peace be with you, and speaks his word of life, his word of encouragement, his word of sustenance and provision um, into the people, saying, peace be with you. The second time, Jesus says, again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And again, you have kind of the creation of humanity image there, where Jesus actually, right, it's like fire breath. He breathes on them. And I bet, you know, if I was one of the disciples, I'd be like, man, you know, you've been in the empty tomb or you've been in the tomb for like three days, haven't been brushing your teeth here. Have a New Testament. Um, (laughs) Jesus breathes on them. Just as God breathed the breath of life in his resurrection, Jesus breathes in them and then says to you has been given the gift of life, the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Do not be afraid. Be in peace. Peace be with you. I am filling you. I see you. I'm taking care of you. I'm no longer dead. I'm risen. I'm here for you. I am life, and I am offering life to you. Do not be worried. Do not fear. Stand up. I'm sending you. And even bigger than that, you know what just happened? I died for your sins and everything that could chain us down, could inhibit us, could, could make you uh, captives, has been broken because of what I've done. So now, d- don't, don't fret because now when you forgive people, their sins are forgiven because of what I've done. What I've done, you've been forgiven by the grace of God. Amen? You've been forgiven. The chains have been broken. And that I pass on to you. That life, that life I pass on to you. So if anyone needs to be forgiven, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are also forgiven. You have the same authority, and I breathe that into you. And that's what it means to be sent, right? What does it mean to be sent to receive the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in our lives? Not only are we given new life, not only are we lifted up out of the ashes, but we turn and we can be voices of life and forgiveness and grace in other people's lives, and that's the sending. That's where Jesus is sending his disciples is. Just as you've received this, it, has made, it makes the difference. The world has now changed. Your experience has now changed. Now turn and breathe on other people. Just as I have just breathed on you, go and breathe on other people. And I think about how we have the power to breathe life in the pe- lives of people around us. Amen? We can breathe life into other people's lives. Today we were at, uh, um, this weekend, the staff, Erica, Maggie, and Uriel, and I were in Portland, Oregon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, for our conference annual meeting, Pacific Northwest Conference. And there was a worship band there. We had a time of worship, and they sang Tu Fidelidad, which is a, a song, worship song in Spanish, uh, written by Marcus Witt, and uh, and the sec brothers don't know this, but I was recording them yeah. while they were singing, while we were worshiping. But they, the reason why they don't know that I was recording them is because our eyes were closed and they were like really into it. And shame on me, I was just cracking up <laughs> and like recording them. They're like, oh, too and it's this energy and this kind of passion that I don't usually see in them in worship, right? Or it was, I, I, I detected something more. And I think the more was is that they were worshiping in their heart language, in Spanish, right? And that, that, that there's something in worshiping in their native tongue, in their heart language, that pushes that soul button, right? And, and something came alive in them. And that's why 
sometimes we'll sing worship songs and we'll sing them in Spanish or we'll read scripture in Spanish because that's a heart language thing, right? Because it's, it's post-Pentecost, right? At the Pentecost, everyone understood the gospel and what Jesus and, and the disciples' words in their mother tongue. And so much as a church, we spend time saying, you conform to the way and the means and the standards and the language that we're offering you. Then you can come into this place. Rather than through the Holy Spirit, people are met where they're at, who they are in their heart language. And in the church, in God's church, they're home. Amen? Amen. And to see them worship like that, I was like, yes, yes. And then there was a, a church who was entering into the covenant, a church plant, um, a Hispanic church. And they had lots of guys there, and they were like talking with Magdal and Udia, and they were talking so fast in Spanish. And they were like, and then just everyone would just start cracking up. And then they'd look at me. I was like, what? Why are they looking at me? And they're laughing. It's like, teach me Spanish. What are they saying? What are they saying? And Udia and Magdal wouldn't tell me what they're saying. They're like, David, Pastor David. Are they making fun of me? What's wrong with me? You know? But what I also saw is, you know, when people are around people who are like them or who share a common background, something in them comes alive, right? All of a sudden, Udi, you know, when you don't, if you don't know Udi and you come to church, you're like, oh, he's kind of scary. Like, he doesn't talk. He's like, <laughs> the silent strong type. Is he going to murder me? Like, what's happening? Like, just quiet. In there, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm joking. Uh, but then when he gets around his Hispanic brothers and sisters, all the time, right, what? Like, so much laughing and so much energy and so much life. And it's like, there's nothing I could do, right, as a mentor or a supervisor or a pastor or his pastor to, like, give that kind of life, right? To him. Only Jesus can give that life. Right? There are a lot of things that in our world around us that would offer life to us. Right? And we like to take our straw and sip on that those smoothies. Be like, yes, life, yes, life. Yes, give me some of that new life. Right? But only in Jesus do we have that Zoe life. Only in Jesus do we have life eternal. Only in Jesus do we have the life that lifts us up with new hope, new purpose, transforms our inner being. And, and only in Jesus, the life and the breath that Jesus gives, can we go out and also begin to breathe life in others. Be, what has Jesus done? He's breathed new life into his disciples. And then what happens? They're sent out to be ambassadors of grace and mercy and the forgiveness of sins. That's what the church is. We, we say Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And now we're sent out as ambassadors to see, be a part of God, raising up communities, raising up people who are dead, raising up 
those who need new life. Amen? And there are people in our world that need new life. Also, at this conference, we got to eat Iraqi food. And we got to hear a story of a father and a family, a refugee family, who uh, fled Iraq in the middle of the night for fear of death and, and just left um, their, home, their homeland, their home country, without anything, you know, just the clothes on their back. And somehow they made it to Oregon, the United States. And he was like, I don't know how we could have made it without the kindness of people. And especially people who followed Jesus, who welcomed us, said, welcome here, you belong, right? Here's, here's, here's a place to stay, right? here's a community. Um, and he's crying, um, right? Because in Iraq, he didn't know if he, if he was at work and would come home he wouldn't know if his daughters, if his children would be safe or if they would have been taken, right, and killed or imprisoned or something like that. And he said, here now, I can go and know that my children will be safe and that there's a family and a support system around them. And I have new life in this place because of God's community. And he's like, I started doing catering, a small catering business, just cooking food me and my wife, and now he's like bought a truck, he's got employees under him, he's got this huge, this business, you know, from nothing, and just praising God, and it was amazing, like the community of faith, we are ambassadors of life for people around us, amen, just as God has breathed life into us, we turn and breathe life on other people. That can happen in your workplace on an everyday, just a everyday practical basis, right? When I'm in a bad mood and I say something sharp to someone, like, I know that that has the power to bring someone down, right? Make a bad day worse, right? But we also have the power to speak life, to be like, how are you doing? to our coworker, to be like, can I offer you a hand? You know, oh, you did a great job. Even to just listen to people is, an act, is, a, is a discipline, an act of giving people life, right? Because people want to be heard. People have stuff going on in their lives. And because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us, we can turn and say, hey, how can I help you? How can I listen? Amen? Most of our, what we do, most of our jobs, if we have a job or a career, we serve people, right? Finding ways to really be like, why do I serve? I serve because I follow the servant, the servant God, amen, who died for us. And to look to serve and offer life. Jesus came to bring life. Jesus came to bring life. And what the world does 
sometimes in our systems and our powers is it's built to shut people up, right? If you're, if you're not a part of the money or the power train, you need to sit off to the side and be quiet. And what the church does, what Christ does is stop in the middle of the crowds and say to the woman, actually, someone touched me. Who touched me? And to speak to her and say, woman, you are healed. Your sins are forgiven. Who was this? Zacchaeus, what are you doing up in that tree? Come, I'm going to dine with you. I'm going to eat with you. Let me be among you. Salvation has come to your house today. Jesus sees those that people, other people don't see. Those who are overlooked. Those who are marginalized. Those who are hurt. right? Those who have less. Because he wants to offer life. And that's what he's here for. Amen? And we have that ability to speak life, to bring life, to open up avenues of life, to point to Jesus to other people. Um, God is a God who brings new life. And finally, as we go, and uh, after this, it's Good Seeds, Good Seeds Sunday. It's a Sunday after uh, Earth Day. And um, you may be like, oh, Earth Day, isn't that like a secular, like, it's one of those, you know, I went to Whitman College and there'd be like these Earth Day Frisbees and isn't that like a hippie thing? Like, it's like a granola thing, right? Like Earth Day, right? I got to recycle and like, I'm going to wear my Birkenstocks and all of those things. Um, But why does it have to be? You know, why does a love for the earth have to be like a hippie thing, right? It's God's creation. We are God's, we are God's creations and stewards of that. Like, and when God created the world, he said, now this is very good. And we, that, that's about us. We bring life to the world, to God's creation as well. Like, when, it's a, it's a, it's a green cathedral out there. Like our team, the uh, creation care, we're renaming it. The creation care team, we talked about how this is our sanctuary, but outside there in the garden is our second sanctuary. It's like God's sanctuary in creation. And we, can, we need to appreciate that. We need to share that. We need to share. It brings life. When we look at creation, it speaks to us of who God is, right? That's who God is. We, we, are, we stand in awe of God. Just look up at the sky. Go outside and look up at the sky. I mean, I know it's hard sometimes because there's a lot of clouds and rain a lot in this area. But on a clear day, look up at the sky and just feel how small you are and, feel, and just imagine the immensity of God's creation and you'll feel how alive you are because you're a part of something much bigger and that's what we celebrate when we go out there we give praise to the creator God who gives life to all of the universe just as he gives life to us let's pray God thank you so much for your words of life thank you that you are the great creator who speaks life into us 
We give you praise and thanks for the sunny weather. We give you thanks for um, the green grass and the garden that we're about to appreciate um, when we go out from this place. And most importantly, we thank you so much uh, for your sacrifice because you loved us um, to suffer death um, and cover our sins. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for freeing us. Help us to, to receive your breath of life, of new life, and to turn and be carriers of that beauty and that life um, to our neighbors, to our neighborhoods, to the world around us. May we be your uh, ambassadors of life. May we really live into renew our name that you are about renewing all of creation renewing lives renewing communities reconciling that which is broken restoring that which was broken down lifting up the things that have fallen and breathing new life uh, to people and places and things um, that are in the shadow of death. Breathe new life in us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.